Welcome to Reddit Reads, our slash pro revenge. Our first Reddit post is from Deleted. Pretend you like me to get taken out on expensive dates, I'll trick you into paying. I am new to the subreddit and just Reddit in general, so I'd love to hear your feedback. So this one might be a bit tame for this subreddit, but hopefully you guys still get a kick out of it. Also gonna be a long one, so hold on to your butts. For context, my family is in a very fortunate position financially, and I would describe myself as upper-middle class. This story happened a few years ago when I was at university. I also have a twin brother who goes to a different university nearby. It was a fairly small university, so many of the students lived locally in a generally very working-class area. I had never really had much luck with dating due to having some pretty niche hobbies and interests, so it was hard to find people I can relate to and really click with, but I would always get on and remain friends with people if things didn't work out. I ended up dating a few girls on the uni netball team. They all seemed nice, but again, it was clear we were not a great match. Because I stayed on good terms with everyone, I ended up spending a lot of time around the people I had previously dated but just as friends. Enter the greedy girl Gigi. Consequently, most people on the netball team were familiar with me. She was a bit of an outlier in the team and didn't speak much, so nobody knew much about her. One day, she comes up to me and asks me out on a date. This was a nice surprise as I was normally the one asking. So I said yes as I had no reason to dislike her at this point. After I say yes, we chat for a bit, and she keeps trying to shoehorn into conversation the fact that she, like many others around here, doesn't have a lot of money. I didn't really think about it too much at the time, but in hindsight it was obvious. To keep the story short, I won't explain the dates. We went on three before. I realized how greedy she was. All you guys need to know is that I paid for everything on every date, but I didn't mind doing this. We normally went out on weekends. One day I went to the library to get some work done. The desks have tall partitions between them for independent work, but whispering was still allowed in this area. Over the partition in front of me I hear his voice whispering to a friend. I begin to stand up to say hi, but stop myself to listen to their conversation just before my head emerged over the top. She was talking about me, calling me things like a patient, but saying she was going to let me take her on a few more dates because I took her to fancy bars and bought her expensive drinks. I thought about it and realized that she had always gone. I left the library without being seen. A few days later, I actually saw her driving a brand new BMW's 4, so she was clearly pretty damn rich herself. The best and fanciest bar in this town was owned by my best friend and her family. It was a small bar but very high-end, with some of the drinks being over 15 for a very small drink. Therefore, not many of the students went in, but if you were invited there on a date, it was a special one. I spoke to my friend whose family owned the bar and got her in on my plan for revenge, ensuring she would have my back if things went wrong. I was pretty paranoid about getting caught because I planned on tricking Gigi into paying for everything that night up to a total of the cost of all the previous dates combined in excess of 250. 
To cover my tracks, I asked my twin brother if he wanted to go out with my friends to the pub, telling him my plan, and that I would give him some money if he went out dressed like me, and with his hair styled the same. I also told him to take plenty of pictures with my friends, so I had an alibi. The night of the date came around. The bar was busy, but we managed to get a table. I immediately lied to her, saying I had forgotten my card, but if she paid I could transfer her the money later. She agreed. My friend, pretending she didn't know me, as agreed, served me the drinks. I had done this for real on the second date, and paid her back as soon as I got home, so she knew I was reliable. I told her to stay set down and save the table while I went and ordered drinks, and the biggest and fanciest tapas plate on the menu from the bar. Gigi seemed to be in disbelief of my generosity, and pretended that she was having one of the best dates of her life. I also pretended to be enjoying it, continuing to buy expensive food and drink, until I had nearly spent the target 250 on her card. The dessert section of the bar's menu is titled Just Desserts. Finding this oddly appropriate for my revenge, I asked her if she wanted her Just Desserts pointing at the menu. She laughed and said yes, so I went up to the bar once again with her card and ordered two of the super deluxe chocolate fudge cakes. I told my friend to keep one for herself. The bar has candles with letters on for birthdays, etc. I then returned to Gigi, handed her card back, and told her I was going to the gents' bathroom. I left, never repaid the money, and went to join my mates and brother at the pub. Gigi confronted me in front of the netball team a few days later, but I just acted confused, telling her I was out with my friends that night and showed her the selfies my brother had taken with my mates when she tried to argue with me. The entire netball team took my side and stopped speaking to her. Gigi has since left the netball team and from what I can tell I don't think she has many friends now. I had a fantastic night of revenge with fine food and drink at her expense. My friend got a fudge cake, my brother got some money, and all the lads got to go to the pub. All in all, I found it super satisfying, as everyone but Gigi was happy. Hope you enjoyed, guys. And sorry it was a long one. Edit thanks for the feedback, guys. Secondly, my twin is actually fraternal, not identical. To answer a few questions, my Reddit account is over a year old, but in that time I have used it very infrequently, so I'm therefore largely unfamiliar with Reddit. I later let her know I was extra grateful. Finally, this revenge isn't really justified, and I never claimed it was. Also, I think my friend ended up getting into a bit of trouble from her parents for writing few on the cake and generally for helping me, although I don't think she really wanted to tell me the extent to which she was. I know I'm an asshole for it, but damn it felt good. This comment is from Jonk9. Well played, sir. This comment is from Stormrender. Very well done, sir. Very well done, indeed. This comment is from Klutz1907. Happy cake day and shitmate. Our next Reddit post is from Irisambiman. I blew up his phone. He'd tried to flip the motorcycle I'd sold him using my photos. Two years ago, I sold a motorcycle on Craigslist. The guy who bought it was an early twenties guy who didn't bring any riding gear with him. Said he'd left it at home and saw mine while he was at work. 
He said it sounded fine. I rode the bike down the street and back for him. Long story short, I let him talk me down 100 because he seemed like a nice kid. The next day it's back on Craigslist. I rode the bike to his sister's house for him, had my wife follow and pick me up for 500 more than I was asking. Using my pictures. I'm a professional photographer. I've had my photos on magazine covers. I was okay with a shithead kid conning me and flipping the bike, but not with using my pictures. He didn't. So I sent him a text telling him to take the ad down and post his own damned pictures. So I posted my own Craigslist ad that said something like, free chickens and goats. I've got 600 hens and enough roosters to keep them laying. I'm old and tired and I think it's time to quit. Also 40 milk goats. I just want to make sure they go to a good home. First come first served. Say habla espanol. And I posted his phone number. I waited a day. Hello, he sounded tired. Called from my home phone at 930 at night. I'm calling about the chickens. Estoy lumindo por las galenas, I said. Ain't no fucking chickens. Fuck. F-U-C-K, F-U-C-K, F-U-C-K. No fucking goats. No chickens, asshole. I waited half a second, then said teens cabras. He yelled, then hung up. Then next day, he texted me. Edit gold. Told me he'd changed the pics, and could I please take down the ad for the chickens? I thanked him for taking down my photos and asked him what the hell he meant about the chickens. Gracias. To answer some comments below, the kid definitely conned me or lied or fibbed, or whatever word you'd like to use. I left out that long conversation because it slowed the story to a crawl and wasn't interesting or funny. It was definitely about the pictures. I put a ton of effort into them nicely posed shiny clean bike with snow-capped mountains in the background, fill lighting on a bright sunny day, couple of hours cleaning them all up digitally. I've seen worse pics in manufacturers' brochures. Was pretty proud of those pics, and while I could live with the fact that I'd gotten taken, I hated the fact that he was plagiarizing my creative effort. This comment is from Sinmerchant. Oh, you delightful bastard. 1010. This comment is from Imifilm. Oh, you're amazing. 1110. Teach me your ways. This comment is from Yasin's board again. I've played that game. Put an ad up with my buddy's phone number for Freeps 4. Well, now it's gone. Told my son to get his grades up or it's gone. First come, first serve. Our next Reddit post is from Older Sparky. A size admin pissed me off. I just wanted to get him fired. A Sparky's Tale. Over the years, my job has been pretty diverse. I enjoy all the master electrician and instrumentation work, but building and maintaining networks has been a joy as well. There are also lasers. There are so many pretty blinking lights. All the testing and commissioning tools are fun to play with as well. One thing that never gets old is seeing people's faces who don't know me that well when I rock up in Hivis clothing to start messing around in network cabinets. Here I am a slightly scruffy looking older guy, glue and resin on work boots, knocking about in it. Glue and I haven't been on good terms since kindy. 
It's pretty funny and handy sometimes. I don't know why. As an apprentice, I managed to get half a bottle of blue conduit glue in my hair for fuck's sake. Tom was a junior gov system administrator, working at a regional adept. See, Tom was a cockied, as a wonker of the first order in the four months that had been there after transferring in, Tom had pissed off the whole GovDit team. When the position of it manager became available at a 2000 student Gov high school, Tom was encouraged find said manipulate Kinid to apply. You know that person who has to comment on everything thinks they know everything thinks. They are always the smartest in a room, but is actually only about 67 competent and a bit lazy this was Tom. The role had an office and two support staff. The principal was so glad to have a Govt-size admin apply for the role that they changed the job title from supervisor to manager to entice him. It was also arranged that Tom would be given more control over the school network than previous supervisors. I heard later that his then Govt director may have suggested the title enhancement to the principal as part of the finesse. Tom had his own fiefdom. It also did take him long to piss the principal off either, as well as the admin staff and most of the teachers. It done work with Govdit for some time before Tom showed up. He had yet to rub me the wrong way. We had two biggish jobs at the high school, about a year after Tom started there, and change out existing room lighting for energy-efficient lead panels, change out a shitton of key door locks for a brand new standalone network door access system we would install and maintain. I would get to run both jobs. These two jobs would each be done during a two-week term break, either side of a ten-week school term. In the planning phase of the door access network, Tom made it known that he would be trained on the new door system and be in charge of it, since it was a network in his school. The principal made it known what school it was, and that Tom would stay right the fuck away from it since it was standalone and had nothing to do with him. Tom was not happy about this. High school called. One Tuesday, a little over five weeks since the door system had been live, I was driving to a job when I got the phone call that kicked off this tale. Fire having trouble with the new door system. Turning the car around, I was sure what annoyed me more. At the system operator terminal PC in an admin office, I hear that there were two issues. That my sing-along with Blinkone 182 had just been interrupted, or that I would now miss out on scones fresh from the oven. Some teachers cowled open some doors this morning, and some other doors that the admin staff tried to change functions on weren't responding. I suspected the regular user teething issues. We were five weeks into the ten-week term at this stage. They went on to explain that Thide looked and found the teacher's door access had been changed to remove some doors. Thide read the doors and fixed that, but the doors they were trying to change functions on weren't responding. Looking in the system on their user login, they were right. Thide read these doors correctly for these teachers. But why was the system updating the door changes logging in as the admin? I see that apart from the hub in this office, the other 18 network hubs are not responding. Hum. Weird. Very weird. 
Unlocking the cabinet, I see that the fiber optic patch lead which connects to the other hubs is dangling in space. These take some doing to unplug, they don't just fall out. Reconnecting the patch lead and rechecking the network, I see the other hubs are responding so I push the door changes through. There are still questions though so I open the system log. Strange because the admin staff finished at 4. I see that the changes to the teacher's access was made by one of the admin users at 533. 30. The log also showed that someone who is not admin staff entered this office at 500 Ike. Tom. I sat there and thought about asking the admin staff some questions, but decided against it. I suspected that Tom had insinuated himself here over the past couple of weeks to get the gist of how the door program worked, and had gotten a user login to boot. If I kicked up a fuss, he might be able to it double-speak the teacher changes. Also, the patch led being out could be waved away as incompetence on my part. As I was thinking, the admin staff said that Tom had been in earlier, and had overheard the issues they were having had said something to the effect of that's what you get when you let electricians manage a network. Oh, Oak, he was being pissy about being banned from this system. My crystal ball went through a variety of scenarios, and I decided to let sleeping dogs lie for now. Checking in and checking it out, I found that the issues they had were almost identical to the first, except that only four hubs were offline. Three days later, on the Friday, I got another call about the high school's door system. After going to one of the affected hubs and plugging the patch lead back in, I opened the system log again to find it empty. What the flying fuck? The daily backup file had been deleted as well. Only my admin login could do these things, and how the fuck did he get that? Checking that the secondary backup on an external drive was still intact, I dumped that into my laptop all after the admin staff had left yesterday. Yep, this backup showed that the admin login had been used to do the teacher's changes this time, and delete the system log. This operator console PC had been provided by Tom, it was one of the school assets. Maybe Tom had a keylogger in there somewhere. I gave it a good sparky go, but can't find anything. The goffed image was supposed to have been wiped, and a clean operating system put on. I even checked for cameras. After changing the admin password, I left and put on some Nick Cave in the car, and then went through my boxes of spare parts toys. That evening, while Mr. Cave and Daniels kept me company, I looked up Kyloggers. It was secret squirrel time. On Monday, I timed my arrival to the school just as the admin staff were leaving. I just wanted to check some things on the system. They left and left me to it. I placed one small camera under the desk to see the back of the PC tower. That Thursday same thing again. Happy with my work I went home. Different teachers affected, and different hubs offline, but the same thing. Admin login used to wipe the logs and backup. I changed the admin password again for reasons. After coming back that afternoon to retrieve footage from the cameras, I figured out what he was doing. The first time, he used the user login to make changes, pulled the patch lead, then installed a Keylogger device on the keyboard USB cable into the tower. It looked like a little black USB adapter thingy. 
He used this to get my admin login to wipe the system log and delete the backup, so third be no evidence of his card accessing the room. What he was doing was a fucking stupid way to go about it. His ego must be a thing of wonder. The contempt he must have held for my abilities as just a sparky to figure things out even without the cameras was boggling. I maintain systems and networks far more complex than this like the school's security system, for example, or a similar door access system in a much, much more secure facility. Oak fucker, game on. Over the next four weeks, Tom and I went through these dance steps four more times. I heard all about him suggesting that if he ran the system, a professional size admin, there won't be issues like these. I didn't mention to anyone about the logs or backups. I just kept collecting my video and secondary backups. Because through my association with Goft, it had learned a few things about their policies, and wanted to fuck with Tom, and maybe collect some more ammunition, before I absolutely fucking wrecked him. Purposefully using Kyloggers on a Goft asset is a big no-no. The next two-week term break was here, and we began changing out light fittings. It was easy work and I had a team of eight. Once I kicked them off, I went to work. These buildings were where the people worked who disliked Tom the most. I added a relay card to each of six specially selected security system expansion points in six different buildings. It worked at the school long enough to know all about it. Relays are wonderful. Give me enough relays, timers, and contactors, and I can make your wildest electrical control dreams come true. That's all. A relay is a switch. Like a light switch that you can turn on off without being there. Here's a thing about data cables that not a lot of people know. Data cables connect the data socket in an office to a patch panel in a network rack. There are eight wires inside, but they each have very specific jobs. Four are commonly used to carry data traffic to, or one pair for upload, two for download, another pair for power to a PO device, like a wireless access point. Say you figured out a way to get one specific pair of these eight wires into, let's say, a relay. You could then maybe interrupt the upload wires, or download wires, or power wires. Any of these would cause issues for your computer's ability to communicate. If you could turn the relays on and off at opportune times for selected people, perhaps via a security system you had remote access to, you could maybe introduce weird intermittent faults in a network. If you could do this without it looking like the cables in a network cabinet patch panel had been touched, you might now have a method to cause grief without it being traceable through it magic. Sure, a competent person would assume the cable was damaged and go test it. That a competent size admin should be able to diagnose and fix. But what if when you went to test, it was all oak? It would maybe look like a network system issue. A critical part of all this would be if you had a job, as an electrician, to make alterations to a building's lighting. You could then turn some power circuits off, so that the network cabinet in a building was unpowered for a while. You could then take data cables out of patch panels without it being noticed by a size admin. This could be done over two days. You could run a new length of data cable and terminate it into the patch panel, 
and make a nice coupled join of the two cables in the ceiling, then split off some pairs to relays. You could then begin switching the principal's relay on the third day of the two-week student break. It would be pretty easy keeping track of Tom's whereabouts, so you could make the cable appear oak for testing. Once the principal was good and pissed off at Tom for not being able to fix their issues, you could start switching the admin manager's relay. The next day, you could go to work on the head of English in another building. Then the head of science in another. Having Tom out of his office, and you having a legitimate reason to be in their lighting job. Standing in Tom's office, I took a picture of the Kylogger among the mess on his desk. It might have been hidden in a drawer before that then I called my mate Tom's old boss, the regional director of Govdit. He came down, took his own picture, and called the principal. I told him about the issues it had with the door access system, the videos, the Kylogger. On my laptop, in the principal's office, I showed them the videos of Tom's vandalism on the door system. The director examined the Kylogger. It was so much worse than I thought. They found not only my system info on it, but info from the school accounting department, director's department, and more. Tom had so much incriminating evidence on it, from all kinds of government departments, that he was bent over no lube fucked. When Tom answered the summons to the principal's office, I called help smiling at him. I know that's mean, but I'm only human sometimes. He had no answers to the questions. He tried to claim the Kylogger was his. It had too much stuff. The director shot that down. It cowled to be anyone else's. Then I showed him the videos. That look he gave me was priceless. A simple electrician. Head figured out it done this to him, and it was glorious. Go fuck yourself, Tom. He was prosecuted, because that Wald caused too much of a public stink. Not as a janitor. But Tom got flagged, and would never again be able to work in any golf job anywhere in the country. Or as a contractor doing golf work. And since graduating uni, had only ever worked in Govt. Sorry, private industry has all yours now. I did say something stupid, though. Without thinking, I said, nah, ill fix that. After Tom left principal's office that reveal day, principal asked director if they could send someone competent to look at the school's network issues. I blame having too much fun. After they had me explain what it done because I needed Tom out of his office, I had to cross me hair promise not to do it again. Thank you for reading. Principal didn't fully understand what it done, but director said I was like some evil MacGyver. I put the network cabling back in place and took all my toys home. Again, fuck you, Tom. Glossary. Kindy kindergarten. Where you learn, as a small child, not to run with scissors. Also, where a lifelong acrimonious relationship is formed with glue. Not clad glue, though. That shit was tasty. Scone a delicious flour-based baked treat. Grandma scones are the best with cream and raspberry jam. The scones you try and make yourself are excellent hockey pucks. Secret Squirrel a cartoon I liked when I was a kid. A squirrel secret agent who has a mole mate. They have gadgets and adventures. Nick Cave Australian Renaissance Man. Nick Cave is mostly known as a singer-songwriter. Excellent revenge planning music. 
Relay logic was used to run elevators before there were computers. So many things have relays. Little electromechanical wonders. I love them. Oh, so, a relay has a coil in it that you energize. This creates a tiny electromagnet and pulls a piece of ferrous metal down. This changes the state of the contacts. Easy how? Just like a light switch but without the need of fingers. This comment is from Anetrupin. Dear sir, what an electrifying read. This comment is from Older Sparky. Puns, oh my god. This comment is from Remarshal. As if the story wasn't enough, you put in the glossary. I especially like the scone. You, sir, are a legend. That was Reddit Reads. R slash pro revenge. If you like this content, please rate this podcast five stars. We upload new videos every day. See you tomorrow.